Let's begin now. I'm not used to this. It's been a while since we've done this. Like, what is it? Six weeks? Chiefs lose. Let's just let's just call it how it is. Chiefs lose. Can't win them all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I felt a little ornery today because I didn't know how, you know. I didn't know what the reactions would be. I didn't know what the, I didn't know how people would feel. I'll tell you how I feel. I should probably humble myself a little bit. I was riding on a pretty high horse, you know, and maybe I should just humble myself. I still don't think there's a game on their schedule that is a loss. If that helps, I still believe they can win every single game. And I can hear people now driving home from, you know, maybe it's basketball practice. And dad's still hot because the Chiefs lost. There's two things that came from this game for me personally. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. You had five turnovers. They had one. Right? They won. You lost. You beat yourself. Your quarterback was under the weather. I'm not going to say that that's an excuse. He still played the game, still suited up, was still able to go out there and play at a high level. But maybe there's a chance that, you know, maybe I should, you know, not go into every game and think the score is going to be a lot to a little. Maybe there's going to be close games. There's going to be battles, right? Detroit, I didn't really count because you were without two of your top three players. You can call it an excuse, whatever. It's To me, any team would do that. If, I don't know, Philadelphia lost. Well, hey, San Fran, they lose a game. No Debo, no Christian McCaffrey. Okay, we'll give you that. That's for that game. Now, if the Chiefs go in lane A against Miami, we have a different conversation to have. But the other part about it is, is that the humbling and the fact that they definitely beat themselves. Now, I want to play, I want to play the callers from last night because some of you act as if you've never done this ride before. And if you haven't, and this is your first time, I'll be gentle. I promise. But this season goes like this every single year, and we have these people that still exist. Hey, Bank, uh, uh, we need Hollywood Brown. Do uh, you still believe that Micah Parsons is wrong, that we're not one of the best four teams in the in the NFL because nobody's, nobody is scared of us and we need a we need a better wide receiver and they're trying to win the Super sure. Bowl on the team? Is Micah factually incorrect? I mean, the 49ers are better. The Eagles are better. The but, Ravens whoa, 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 whoa. are probably better. The, fo- the how, Dolphins whoa, whoa, are better. Dan, Dan. How are the 49ers better? They've lost three in a row, my friend. They've lost three games in a row, including to an XFL quarterback in P.J. Walker three weeks ago. Wait a minute, Dan. Let me finish. And then they throw two interceptions at the end of the game against the Vikings. How is that better than the Chiefs losing three games in a row? Four is yours, my friend. I'm talking talent-wise. I think Micah. Yeah, Micah Parsons, man. He's a hot taker, man. 
He's playing the game, but he's a hot taker. That's fine. Say whatever you want. This way, a lot of talk right now. I get it, man. She's had a bad game. But I would like to know what quarterbacks are going to go out there and will their team to win with the flu. It's not going to happen all the time. So, Binkley uh, damn near loses it, you know. Um, you know when he's when he's pissed, when he says, floor is yours, and gives you a sentence, and then hangs up the phone. And it says, whoa, 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 Yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to take you seriously tonight. Yeah. You're Forrest, what is it? You're Forrest Gump. That's your Halloween party outfit. Yeah, it must have had me about 17 Dr. Peppers. I can't talk through this beard. I I'm, didn't, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, for no particular reason, I just you started are, running. You are dressed up as Forrest Gump. <laughs> I got to go to a party right after this. So. Run, Forrest, run! Yeah, no <laughs> there we go. Shout out. Um, but no, um, the two things, Nick, I took away from this game is that, one, maybe humble myself a little bit. Like, I, I told everybody, hey, hammer the Chiefs, you know, minus uh, five and a half against the Chargers. They took care of business. They beat a better right. team than the Broncos. Um, but in this game, you know, everything that did go wrong or that could go wrong did go wrong. They turned the ball over five times. They had three fumbles lost. Mahomes threw two interceptions. The The defense did a great job of, of bracketing Travis Kelsey. I saw a video that will now get spread uh, like a virus throughout the entire league. I don't know if you saw this as well, but it looks like the way the Denver Broncos were able to shut it down as if the Chiefs won't know how to get out of this was – they were spying Mahomes. They were bracketing Kelsey. For those of you that are unfamiliar with bracketing, that means they were double-teaming Kelsey, and then they were playing deep zone to keep away anybody that was trying to go over the top of that. So with that being said, the issue with not having an alpha dog wide receiver is that Travis Kelsey is now drawing the best cornerback to him. And they're saying, you know what? We'll give up our best cornerback, but we're putting ours on Travis Kelsey. They did it with Sauce Gardner. They did it with Patrick Sertan Jr. And they're, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's probably going to be right, on Travis right. Kelsey. We've seen that go wrong in the past. So it's not no anything of that. But um, that's just what I saw. Well, I think that one of the things when you talk about Kelsey, right, is that, you know, he's too fast and he's too agile for linebackers and he's too big for cornerbacks. Well, if you put one of each on him, that's probably the way that you're going to have to go about it to make any kind of impact on Travis Kelsey, especially in these AFC West games where, you know, he just – seems to always get his in the AFC West games. That's why I I was anticipating a bigger game from him, but really he didn't get a big game from anybody yesterday. I mean, it was one of those games that you look at it, you turn over the ball five times, you're probably going to lose. You drop multiple passes, you're probably yeah. going to lose. You're not converting on the short yardage situations. You lose the time of possession battle. All those different things individually, you're probably going to lose the game, right? It's like what we talked about last week. We said, hey, Go in there, don't turn the ball over, stay healthy, get out with a win. Mm -hmm. They didn't do any of it. Right. They didn't do any of those things. Am I concerned long-term? Probably not, you know? I think there's about a 90% chance that this is just that one-off loss like Indy was last year where, you know, it's kind of a humbling look at yourself in the mirror. Let's make sure that we never take anything for granted and never take any opponent for granted right. anymore. But yeah. I think the big thing from yesterday is that You've seen the Chiefs in the past against teams like Denver mm -hmm. make mistakes and play sloppy football, but they make those one or two big plays that flip the game. I think yesterday, Sky Moore catches that pass in the end zone on fourth down. That's the play that probably flips the game. You know, it's a one-possession mm -hmm. game at that point, and all the momentum is back on your side. They just they didn't make a play, and they they messed up just about every single way that you can. Yeah, this was Andy Reid uh, postgame. The, there's just a couple quick, audi quick audios. This was on uh, the team being right. The other one is on turnovers. I saw things tonight that I, or this afternoon that I haven't seen before. 
uh, from the guys. So um, that's my responsibility to make sure they're right and uh, we weren't right today. So he's saying that he saw some things that he hadn't seen before, which means either guys, in my opinion, guys are pressing. Um, because, look, this is interesting. And I don't, I don't know how many times you've, you know, or how many sports you watch. But this tends to happen with teams that are like the Chiefs. And it's just, it just happens. Where when you're in uncharted territory, certain guys know how to kind of rise up. Right. Certain guys know like, all right, this isn't normal. You know, we got to I got to do something you know, different. I got to stay calm. I got to stay collected and, and make sure that we're OK. And you don't ever have to worry about that with guys like Travis Kelsey, guys like Patrick Mahomes. I would even say like guys like MBS, but he just isn't very impactful at times. So right. it's, it's hard to say that that's his mantra. But but you expect it out of your, your like, veteran players, you, yeah. you know, and, you know, I think we're seeing more and more of why Kadarius Tony was available as a first round pick after mm-hmm. such a short sample size in New York. Um, I think we're getting more and more comfortable with a unanimous decision on Sky Moore. And I think we all know what MVS is. I think we know that MVS is a guy that kind of comes in waves, right? He's the guy that you're always watching. And, and tell me if I'm wrong, text line 913-586-7610. This isn't necessarily a shot at MVS at all. I don't think it is. But he's the kind of guy that, like, a big play happens and your whole group of friends that you watch the game with, and everybody goes, oh, God, who that was that? That was MVS. There he is. And you're like, it's the same thing every single time you watch a game. And, and that's what they are. And this was a team yesterday who, at a point in this game, was in a place that they hadn't been all year. Detroit wasn't beating them by multiple scores. No. Right? You didn't really feel like you were getting outmatched or you were, you know, the only thing you felt in the Detroit game was like somebody just catch the damn ball. Right. Somebody catch the damn ball and like, where are the stars at? Because they're not playing. And in this game, it was more so like, hey, guys, like you all are behind, but it's okay. You know, because I remember watching it with uh, with some buddies yesterday. We were, you know, I think they were down. I want to say they were down like 10. I can't remember the exact moment, but there was still like 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I was I was calm. And I always ate. I was calm until the Sky Moore drop. And then that's when it looked bad. That's when it was like, okay, it seems like everybody's pressing. So when Andy Reid says that, he sees some things. Maybe he saw things he hadn't seen before because his team had never been in this situation before. And you can say that's coaching. And that's that's just your your sergeant, your leader taking it on the chest and saying, hey, that's my fault. It's nobody's fault. I'm not going to single out anybody's name. Like, well, it looked like so-and-so wasn't really running his route at a full extent. Where maybe right. later on in the meetings, you know, they go, hey, you know, X player, how come you quit here? If right. you keep going here, this is open. We it, don't have to worry about it's that. It's the same thing when Andy was asked if, you know, he feels confident in this wide receiver room and right. they're going to be all right. Yeah, he might say yes. He's going to say yes, but he might be going to Veach and saying, hey, let's see if we can maybe, like, get a depth piece. Make a splash. You know. Um, and then this was Andy Reid on the turnovers. Uh, five turnovers. I think that's the obvious 0-3 in the red zone. Um, 17 points. We gave them really off of turnovers. Great field position. Uh, I take full responsibility for it. So, again, uh, lays on the grenade, takes the responsibility. That's why he's so loved by every team that he ever coaches and players respect him. But, again, the writing was on the wall in this one post game. So, once you put, you know, the adult beverages down, you you clear the biased, angry mind of what a loss is, um, 
you just can't do that. You like, can't play you, that poorly right. at every single level of the game like you can, and expect to win in the you NFL. Can, you can miss work if you don't hit every green light. Right. You can miss or you can still make work on time if there's a tow truck in front of you. But if there's a tow truck in front of you, you hit every red light and you get a flat tire, you're going to be late for work. You just can't avoid that. And when you when you turn the ball over five times and you lose three fumbles, like to me, that's that's what happened. You just yeah, you played Denver. Was your quarterback ill? Sure. Again, I'm not using that as an excuse. I don't think he would I use think he, an excuse. I, I think he looked physically okay. He could suit up and he could play. If he right. was puking his brains out and he was still right. out there well, trying to he, play. He wasn't out like, there getting well, carried off the field right. or anything. Like, yeah, he was sick, but he, and we, we he, all know it sucks being right. sick. He looked sick. He sounded a little bit sick still right. when he was on the drive today. And when he's able to do that at that level, it's still better than 80% of the quarterbacks in the league. So right. you're still taking it. You're fine. The problem is... You fumbled the ball three times and you lost all three. You threw two interceptions. You had a drop past the end zone where, of course, Andy Reid said it looked like his arm got tugged down. Tough play nonetheless. But again, that's what I'm talking about. Those are things you're not used to seeing because that was a moment in the past with Chiefs games where you would see somebody like a Sammy Watkins, like a Demarcus Robinson even. Like or, a Juju. Or somebody like that like, makes that catch. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And then that's when the team then goes – all right, here they come. Well, and the problem is, is that you had multiple opportunities to do that yesterday. I mean, right. you know, the Rasheed Rice drop even, that was the first down. That was, you were moving the ball. The MVS fumble, you were moving the ball. The Sky Moore drop, obviously. You know, you look at all these different sure. opportunities that could totally change the momentum. I mean, we were talking, or when you're talking about time of possession and everything, I feel like I was watching that game and the Chiefs didn't mm-hmm. have the ball the entire time. Right. That's because they didn't, because right. they were just making bad mistakes, and every time they started to get a little something going on offense, they turned the ball over. Broncos won the time of possession by almost eight minutes. Um, But you look at the stats in the box score, you know, total yards 275 to 240, passing yards 213 to 87. Right. Uh, Rushing yards, you got outrushed because they had time of possession. You you lost rushing yards, battled almost 100, 153 to 62. They only averaged 3.7 yards per play, whereas the Chiefs averaged 4.8. It's just a big number, man. Three fumbles lost as opposed to one from Denver. Zero interceptions thrown. Two interceptions thrown. 26-13 of your time possession. There's 33-47. That's almost eight minutes. Man, that's almost – that's. That, I mean, when you look at that, that's half of a quarter. Right. I mean, it's like when we made that basketball analogy either last week or the week before about just hit your free throws and don't turn the ball over. Right. It's like those very easy things – that most of the time you're okay with, but when it goes bad, it sets you on a course where it, I mean, your win probability just tanks from there. And we've seen so many times in this Reed and Mahomes era where Patrick Mahomes, somebody steps up on that team and they make a tremendous play that gets you out of a game that you probably should lose like mm-hmm. this. And they just, nobody, nobody came with that moment yesterday. It is what it is. It's a loss. You're six and two. Uh, we'll get to the rest of the West and the best of the rest uh, at 645. But come up on the other side, 913-586-7610. You can call in if you want. Show's yours. Uh, 913-586-7610. If you could fix the Chiefs with one move, what would it be? But if you don't want to call in, you just want to keep listening. Pete Sweeney had something to say about those moves. Nick and I will talk about those trade possibilities. 
I'll see where I'm at. He'll tell you where he's at on the other side, plus Pete's audio that weighs in from the postgame show last night on where Pete's stance is. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio on 610 Sports Radio on After Hours. And we're back. I don't know why I said it like that. But we're back here on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens, Nick Price, James, with you all here until 9 o'clock. Just a little side note. Um, can you believe it's already basketball season? I got the crazy. First, I got the first email uh, from the boss today that was like, no Arrowhead Pride radio show on Wednesday because K-State season opener. Right. I, mean, I was like, man, we just got in a dude, groove. Yesterday <laughs> I was watching the Chiefs game and I was getting updates on my phone about people tweeting about KU losing to yeah. Illinois in that exhibition game, which, yeah. by the way, it's super weird to play a team like Illinois in an exhibition. Right. But I feel well, like it's always like Pitt State and Fort it's Hay just State like a and favor stuff. To like I think it was a charity Bill. deal. Yeah. I think it was a charity deal. Bill's but like, I used to go there. Either way, I was like, wow, can't believe it's already happening. Yeah, Raiders-Lions underway. Lions kind of doing whatever they want right now so far. Uh, it's been the Jameer Gibbs show uh, for the Detroit Lions against this uh, Vegas front. But again, 10 minutes left in the first quarter, 0-0. We'll keep you posted on that as we do. 913-586-7610. These are uh, some texts that came in over the break. Offensive line sucked. Patrick was running for his life. He was running quite a bit yesterday. I felt like I wanted to take the over on rushing yards. I ended up doing that. Um, it paid off, but uh, it didn't really uh, affect the rest of the parlay. But it did seem like he was a little bit more antsy back there, which obviously that's never a good sign. Somebody from the 913 says, besides Kelsey, do the Chiefs have an NFL-level number one wide receiver? The answer to that question is no. Um, I also don't think they're going to go get somebody. I don't um, think so either. I mean, I think it's wishful thinking, and I think that, you know, do do they right. need somebody? Would yeah. somebody make some the team significantly better? Yes. I think because the, for those of you that don't know, the trade deadline ends tomorrow uh, at, at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. So 2 o'clock yeah. Central time, 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time. But here's the thing, man. Um, they don't have any money, and they don't have any picks next year. I think they have five picks next year's draft. So, right. like – I, I don't know what you're going to try to use. Um, I think, too. I think. I mean, I think that the McCole Hardman move was a depth move. Yeah. Now they're talking about maybe shopping Richie James today. As he's the odd man out. Right. Because you're going to have to I, make roster space. I just think, you know, I, I think that they've done all that they want to do this year. I think they still believe that that defense is going to be strong enough mm-hmm. to support the offense through any kind of struggles. And right. realistically, too, I mean, you look at the list of free agents. I can pull it up here later, but – Next year, there's going to be some people out there. There's going to be some wide receivers if you want to add a veteran to this team, especially if Chris Jones isn't back and you've got all this money to spend. There's opportunities there. There's just not a lot of wiggle room right now, like within the next 12 hours. The 573 texts in and says, I continue to push or question the system of the offense currently. Looks like it is just me, or do we need to incorporate more old-fashioned running back screenplay? Wide receivers can't beat or separate one versus one. We're seeing more zone. Six to eight dropping. Mahomes looking for the opening, then gets pressure and has to scramble. Our screen's not a good idea and not bubbles old-fashioned running back screens. Denver ran a few to perfection against us for quality gains. Got to run into um, got to run into W. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Um, 
So look, before we get into the the offense, that we'll do that in a little bit. But this was this was Pete Sweeney, if I have it. Yeah, this was Pete Sweeney in post game last night with Jay Binkley on if the Chiefs make a move. Yeah, I mean, I kind of said it before. I mean, ideally, you would have ten, fifteen, twenty million dollars to work with. The Chiefs don't have that. I mean, they're they're really up against it. I mean, like four or five million dollars. So. I think this is the team, uh, and uh, it would have been better, and you would have felt, felt more comfortable had they taken care of business today. Um, but I, I think these are the guys that they're moving forward with, and, and that addition has become uh, McCole Hardman. Obviously didn't have a great game today, um, better game last week. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Rasheed Rice is going to be the guy. It's the world, of, it's a, the, the world on his shoulders uh, of a rookie, um, and, and we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I, I just can't see it with the amount of room that they have. Sorry, the end of that text said, I got to run into Walgreens. Delay, delay, LOL. Um, <laughs> I guess I can tell you that off the air about a DoorDash driver we had one time about what he had to pick up at Walgreens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a feminine product. Oh, yeah. And he ran into a friend of his. Yeah. Um, Not for me. No. Right. Uh, 3-0, Detroit goes over to the Vegas Raiders on their first drive, stalls to a field goal. But... So, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to make uh, any moves. Obviously, we heard Andy Reid uh, in postgame last night, and then Pete tweeted this earlier today. He asked, uh, after last night's game, I asked head coach Andy Reid if he feels like this team has enough uh, in terms of pass catchers, and Andy Reid just said, simply, I do. And then he went on to say it was a combination of things. It was one of those games where you kind of – chasing whether it was starting with the play call whether it was the play that was called or was just okay but you had a breakdown in protection whatever it may have been but he thinks according to Andy Reid that they do have enough um and I'm with Pete I don't think that there's any logical way that you go I mean there's look there are guys out there that you would think to yourself oh man maybe they would give up a you know maybe they let's have him for a fourth round pick you know it's not as simplistic as baseball where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to be the Royals. Go get a Roldis Chapman in the off season, let him pitch a few you know, months with us. And then as soon as somebody comes and asks for him, boom, you're going on a world series run. All right. right, We'll take this guy, this guy in a future, this NFL. I mean, it's just, you know, it's tough with money, with salary cap, with, with rosters. I mean, you already have a full receiver roster. We just said that she's trying to shop Richie James, according to Jeremy Fowler, who reported it. Arrowhead pride wrote an article on it as well. If you want to get into depth on that, but I think this is their team. I mean, they're six and two. They've handled business thus far. Um, I don't see any moves coming. I don't see anybody coming in or going out. Look, they didn't even bring Frank Clark in. A lot of people thought that might have been a guy. They brought in McCall Hardman. They brought in a guy who they thought or they think can be a guy that knows this offense and knows how to run these plays as a wide receiver. Here's the other thing. Andy Reid's offense isn't something that somebody comes in and in two weeks is like, yeah, I got it. That's why they went and got a Kadarius Tony. Hey, we've got five routes for you to run. Just learn them. And then right. next year we can ramp you up a little that's bit. That's why they went and got McCole Hardman. Right. Hey, you already know everything that's going on, Correct. bud. Correct. They're not going to bring in. I just, it just doesn't seem like it to me. Now, maybe I'm wrong. 913-586-7610. Maybe you have an idea. 785 says, I think Hopkins would be huge. Only one million this year and eight next. Yeah, but now that Hopkins had that huge game, Tennessee's going to be like, well, the price we, want, went up. we want a third-round pick for Right, him. price went up. Not going to happen. So, it is what it is. Sorry. I just, look, this was a game where you had a ton of turnovers. You had a ton of, you know, 
miscues. You had a less than, you know, 90% quarterback, and it just didn't go well. And you got a Super Bowl performance from a Denver Broncos team. I'm interested to see where they'll go uh, moving forward. But, I think, uh, that, I mean, it's pretty obvious, though, if the Chiefs want to be successful offensively long term, they mm. need to do something, right? Yeah. Even watching that game yesterday, I mean, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, somebody like that would help this team. Yeah. Hopefully this is Mike Price, your dad. Michael, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing, fellas? Doing I think well. the one move we need to make is a combo. I think we should either bring Carlos back because I always feel you need that extra lineman because uh, it's a game of football and injuries do happen. And if not him, then I definitely think it's either D-Hop or Carlos. If it ain't D-Hop or Carlos, I don't think you should bring any other wide receiver or defensive end in. Michael, I appreciate the phone call. I, I Carlos, see. maybe. I think that right now you need more help at linebacker than you do on the line, though. The yeah, line's pretty Willie healthy. Out, Nick Bolton out. That's right, and Drew Traquil got banged up in that game, too. So, I mean, you're looking pretty slim at that spot. I don't know who's out there as far as a linebacker that they could trade for or mm-hmm. sign, but I think, you know, I think the big thing is is that Hopkins, with his play yesterday, price went up. Not not only the price of what kind of compensation you're going to have to give up, like whether it's a third round pick or whatever, mm-hmm. but also you got to think about he's on a two year deal right now. He's getting paid a decent amount of money. So, how does that work into your future plans? You don't. You still don't know what the roster construction, what the salary cap looks like beyond the end of this year, too, because you got the Chris Jones contract looming out there. Is he going to be back? Is he going to leave? Is there going to be a lot of money or not a lot of money? I think they should go give up a first-round pick for A.J. Brown. Yeah. yeah. The next four first-round picks mm-hmm. for A.J. Brown, yep. the way that he's playing. And just let him ball out. I just, I don't know. I've said what I've said. That was Nick Price. James with us here on the other side. Shannon Sharp said something that kind of makes sense. You're going to think he's being hateful, but I think he's just being truthful. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Back on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Dustin Lagos with, with you. James with you as well. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio on a Monday night after the Chiefs lose Broncos. Time. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. I don't know, man. I was feeling a little spicy this morning because I was worried about this town. I was worried about people and their reaction. Um... As, uh, you know, there's some people out here. Hey, Wolf, this is Tyler from Lee Summit. I hammer that Chiefs line. Like you said, my old lady was pissed. I spent her last 200. Um, I know that's a lie. Um, so <laughs> uh, you'll be just fine. Um, the thing about it is that, look, man, um, the real season hasn't started yet. And if you'd have told me, and I know that this is probably like, one of those spare me moments. You don't want to hear somebody give you the, the sun will rise in the east tomorrow and set in the west type of deal. But if you'd have told me, Nick Price, that this team would be 6-2 and two going into the Germany game against Miami, I'd have been like, okay. They're in first place right. in their division? Yep. They're tied for the best record in the AFC? Yep. One of the other three teams that are tied with 6-2, and two, they have tiebreaker over? Yep. Uh, yeah. I feel I feel Okay. I feel all right with this. Right. When you back up and you look at big picture, you look across the league, you look at where they stand compared to other teams. Yeah. They're in a fine spot. Right. Right. But I think that what gets a little concerning is that you start looking at the schedule. It's getting a little tougher. You got games against the Dolphins, Eagles, Bills, Bengals, another one against the Chargers coming up. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, we're definitely into, like you've been saying all year, 
the season starts Sunday in Germany. Mm -hmm. The real season where, like, every game really matters starts Sunday. Yeah. But the big thing that I'm looking at with this team is, you know, you got to bounce back. Somebody's got to step up. Because we've seen this from the Chiefs. It's just about every single year that we have one of the Monday shows that's just like this. Yep. Where it's, man, that sucked. Yeah. They didn't do anything right. They did just about everything wrong, and they ended up losing the game because of it. But every single year they've been going back and hosting AFC title games and more times than not going to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. you know, it's not the end of the world. It's one of those things you got to, you know, be angry about it on Sunday, maybe a little bit still on Monday, yeah. take a deep breath, back up. Now, if they go and get boat raced by the Dolphins in Germany, not good, not good. Then you're, you know, I'm not quite pulling out the panic button at that point if they if they end up losing in mm. some dramatic fashion to the Dolphins, but – then you're looking at, you know, you get the bye week, play the Eagles, you get off the bye, but the Eagles, I mean, Super Bowl rematch, it's mm-hmm. going to be, what, Monday night football, mm-hmm. I believe. But, you know, this is one of those spots. It's one of those yeah. spots they've been in before. You remember that one game against Tennessee where I think they lost like 20-something to they three. They got blown out. Right. Yeah. Last year's game against the Colts wasn't a blowout, but it was just you totally blew the game. Yeah, your star tight end dropped a touchdown, literally dropped it. Um, you're – Kick returner fumbled it inside the five. A lot of that happened in this game. Exactly. Now, and so receiver you, was not, you're not Sky Moore, but he still dropped a pass. Right. But you're, you're talking about it as in like, mm-hmm. you know, this is something that happens right. every once in a while in the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, the Chiefs weren't going to just beat the Broncos for the rest of the time. I think that more so people are upset with how badly they were beat mm-hmm. and how helpless they looked on offense when they were out there. But you got to think, hey, it's one game in a long season. Mm-hmm. You could have won that. I mean, you lost to Detroit by one. So, I mean, at this point, you'd be talking about 7-1 and one if you were able to pull that game out of mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones play. So, you got you to gotta put it in perspective, take a step back and say, hey, things aren't that bad. But if they don't bounce back against the Dolphins and the Eagles, I'm not expecting them to even win both of those games. But, mm-hmm. like, go out and look better, execute better, play a cleaner football, get healthy. Those are the things that I'm looking for right now, mm-hmm. because if you can't check those boxes in the next three weeks, then we start to, I wouldn't say panic. I mean, I think uh, this team is panic. obviously destined for the playoffs and everything, mm-hmm. but when it comes to number one seed playing at home, playing at Arrowhead and everything, then you start to have some question marks. This was Shannon Sharp today on ESPN talking about the concerns for the Kansas City Chiefs because of lack of normalcy. But this is something. This is absolutely something. Because Patrick Mahomes is starting to turn the ball over with greater regularity. Because he's starting to press. And what you see, as you mentioned those guys, you mentioned Sky Moore. Cute name, but hasn't, hasn't gotten any better <laughs> since his rookie year. You see Rasheed Rice. He sometimes, sometimes he'll catch it, sometimes he won't. Marquise MBS, we know what he's going to get. He'll have a big game, catch a touchdown. The next thing you know, he'll drop a couple and he'll fumble. The only consistent weapon that they have is, is Travis Kelsey. But Give the defense credit. And we saw this coming. We saw this the other when they played three weeks ago. They yeah. only gave up 19 on the road. But for that defense to do what they did, to take the ball away, keep him out of the end zone, it's the first time that he failed to throw a touchdown in almost two years. A team that was 31st in points allowed, 32nd in yards allowed, did that. Patrick Mahomes had never, ever lost a game to a division road opponent. He had won, he beaten the Broncos 16 straight, straight times. And they did that. So absolutely, Andy Reid should be concerned. And I'm going to say something else. Now, 
if you're going to give Andy Reid all this credit or you're going to say Eric B. Enemy had no so – who calling the plays now? That's right. Is this Nagy or is this, is, is this Andy Reid? Right. I just need to know because we didn't have these problems last year when E.B. was there. Right. But you didn't want to give E.B. credit and say he called plays. So I just need to know who's calling these plays right now as we speak because those receivers aren't much different than what they were last year. Kadarius Toney hasn't improved. Explains now a little bit now why the Giants were so willing to move on a first-round yeah. pick. Nicole Harmon and the way he played, it explains why he couldn't get on the field with the Jets. I just need to know, D.O., you know, you put your feet at 10, you put your heels at 10-yard line. Why are you trying to field a punt on the five-yard line? Because you're trying to play hero football. Hero football, hero football gets you beat. This is a large, large concern because offensively, the Chiefs are not who we've grown accustomed to seeing. And I think that I can kind of relate to that because there's a point there that I think he makes that, again, some people will just think that Shannon Sharp is, you know, talking a bunch of bull junk about, you know, a team that, you know, he obviously played against in his pro career. But I think that what he's saying is that this is something that we're not used to seeing because in the years in the past, the Chiefs have always had somebody to go with Travis Kelsey. Last year it was Juju. The year before that it was Tyreek Hill. The year before that it was Tyreek Hill and, I guess, Sammy Watkins right. to some some extent. The year before that it was Tyreek Hill and right. Sammy Watkins. And and that's the thing is that what we saw yesterday is that we saw that the Denver Broncos spied Patrick Mahomes on third downs or second and longs or long yardage to gain. They double-teamed Travis Kelsey and then they sat back in a zone to where they were like, you know what? We're going to guard the first down line. We're going to spy Patrick Mahomes. We're going to take away your number one option and dare you to beat us with Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, and MVS. And this was a game in which, you know, you want to see Rasheed Rice, who led all receivers in snaps on offense, kind of step up and be that guy. Wasn't there. Uh, MVS, big fumble at a big time, switched momentum. Not good. Sky Moore, we know the play on fourth down. It is what it is. The other thing we know is that the signal is up and the Batman is loose, so uh, let's go to the Batman. You know what? The, the Batman is not real loose. Every time I hear Shannon Sharp, it just irks me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, love, you know, I just can't take it. Whenever he's got something to say about Denver, he always comes through with something foolish. But all I can do is tell you that uh, it was a trap game. <laughs> Everybody said, don't worry about no trap game. Well, yes, it was a trap game. Because we got everything ahead of us. The game with the Dolphins now, uh, pretty much, if you want to stay number one with your number one seed, we're going to have to go ahead and beat them. And then uh, we get the week off. Hopefully Travis doesn't do too much traveling. And uh, we can get back there and take out Philly. And then we'll go back and finish the rest of the season. We're sitting really good in the conference. But uh, all I can tell you is these trap games will come up on you when you don't play. Nobody came out on the field except our kicking team, the, the kicking game yesterday and there was a few people that actually played and other than that everybody else like took a break so you know the, the thing of it is, is it's a long season every once in a while even the best get into a rut like we got into yesterday but we should be able to come out of it and uh let's just on to germany all i can tell you is on to germany brothers let's do this and i'll call you with a win uh friday night oh, love so. you guys you rock love you too batman yeah nothing but love batman I, I'm with show. him, man. 
That was a trap game. I know you no, say that you wasn't. don't there's you no don't believe in trap thing. games. No, there is such a thing. No, there's not. Uh, didn't it look like the Chiefs were less prepared and take that less no, seriously? They turn the ball over. That happens in games sometimes. You, I don't if, know, man. It'd be one thing if, like, I don't know. It'd be one thing if, like, Karloftis, nobody did anything productive. But Cole Hartman tried to take a punt inside the five right. to the house. Why? Because he did it last week, and he did a really good job with it. So I, I'm okay with him doing that. He fumbled. He slipped up. That's not good, right? That, no, I, okay. That's, I'm, not, that's I'm, not him going, oh, Miami No, next I'm week, with you. How many yards am I going <laughs> to no. have? Am I going to, no. oh, there's the football fumble. That I'm ha- with you on that. It yeah. was it was a lack of execution yesterday. And that's, again. Uh, across the board. And, again, it's, it's. But it's, I do think that Denver got themselves up for that game and the Chiefs were not. I mean, I think the Chiefs went out there for that game. It's just, it's, it's, I think they went out there and they had their struggles and they didn't have that one big spark play. And it was kind of over after that. I think that they just had the situation that Andy Reid talked about. He noticed things on tape that he hadn't noticed before because the team was with their backs at adversity. They had guys that hadn't really seen that situation before and it happens and they lost and they lost the NFL against a division team on the road. Mahomes wasn't going to go undefeated his whole career on the road. We knew that. Right. The Broncos were eventually going to beat Patrick Mahomes. They did. Was there more confidence from a lot of people, myself included? Yeah. Do I do I believe in the theory of a trap game? Absolutely not. I just think that things happened because you made mental mistakes. Now, people so, will say that a trap game is you're not fully mentally prepared for the game. But again, these were fumbles. These were great defensive plays to cause those fumbles. And there were two interceptions from your quarterback who was having a, who had a little bit of an upset stomach. So, okay. So I liken this to, you know, I play uh, slow pitch beer league softball on Friday mm-hmm. nights, right? Shout out dirty boys. Mm. I liken this to there's that one team. You always sweep them. You always run rule them. You know, it's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal. So you see that team on the schedule. You get to the parking lot a little bit early. Maybe you start drinking a little bit more, maybe, you know, some other activities and everything. And all of a sudden, you know, you're not really on your A game. You're kicking the ball around out there and you give them an opportunity and they seize it because they're sick of losing to you. Right. That's what happened yesterday. Okay. Just, I think one team might've just been a little bit better than the other team because the other team only turned the ball over once. The other team turned it over five times and you lose coming up on the other side, the rest of the West and the best of the rest on after our six ten sports radio. Back here on After Hours on a Monday night edition. Chiefs lose to the Broncos. What was it? 24 to 9? 24 to 9. Tyler and Lee Summit. Go ahead, man. Hey, Wolf. Tyler from Lee Summit. How you doing, brother? Hey, let me start off by saying, hey, your picks are legit. Anybody listening? This gentleman, he hits 80% of his picks on the old fan door. So keep grinding, young hunk. <laughs> hey, but like the Batman said, that was a trap game. Kind of like the time I got trapped out in Vegas with no money in my wallet. But, hey, hey, stay positive, boys. We coming for those dolphins in Deutschland. Wins and schnitzels. How long, Wolf? Okay. All right. What do you say, wins and schnitzels? Yeah. Mm. You know what's a really good German town? Uh, Herman, Missouri. Yeah. What do they get there? Uh, wineries. Oh, Everywhere. okay. Yeah, you should cool. definitely take the lady. Yeah. Uh, if I ever uh, date again, um, 
If it happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I ever date again, I swear to God, I am taking me and my lady to Herman, Missouri, to an Airbnb, and spending the entire weekend in Herman, Missouri. Okay. So it's like uh, just outside of St. Louis. Yeah. It's like yeah. 35, 40 minutes from St. Louis. Okay. It's just straight down I-70. Right on the river. And on Saturday, you pay 20 bucks a person, and they have like a little trolley service, and they give you a wristband with a number yeah. on it. And Does when it just take you leave, around all the... Every single one. That's cool. Yeah, there's one called like Antampuca or something like that. Ooh, there's like Antempuca. a Stone Hill uh, winery over in there. Yep. Dude, it's awesome. Herman Wine Trail. Yeah, my buddies and I, like five dudes, we went there one time and there was just like bachelorette parties everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but okay. as we t- it's awesome. Like, you should definitely go. Oh, uh, yeah, the Hermanhof winery. Dude, and they also have a place called the Worst House. And it's literally like 70 different types of bratwurst you can have. And they Ooh. have them like frozen so you can take them home with you. Okay. Oh, dude, they have like a buffalo. What's blue up with cheese. this? Uh, so is the whole town like pretty it's much like German? German yeah. Themed. It's just like a small little town yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And like you go in there, dude, it's awesome. They have like a Gutenberg Street. They've got a distillery in there. It's awesome. I've All been right. like, I've been, I think, three times. Okay. Never with, uh, once I went with my ex, we went actually. We went to like the Rolling Hills, and she yeah. called her cousin, and her and her uh, b- uh, boyfriend came down. It's awesome, and it's like an excuse, you know, be like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to like five wineries today. Like, we're gonna get hammered." Yeah, we are for sure in a classy way. Yes, you're gonna drink that Pinot Noir. Um, oh, sheesh! But uh, we yeah, we go uh, we go around the league where we do the rest of the West and the best of the best and uh, the rest of the best. Chargers last night take care of the Bears. Give me a break. Uh, Thirty to thirteen. It was what it was, you know. Yeah. Chargers are now three and four. Uh, you have tiebreaker within the division, right? You have a two-game, uh, or I guess a three-game win, or a three-game uh, three lead over them as well, plus tiebreaker. You also see their next opponent is the Jets. So the Chargers most likely will try to get to 500. Um, Raiders right now playing the Lions. Lions inside the 10-yard line looking to make it a 10 nothing game um, in this Monday night football game as it is uh, 3-0 Lions leading uh, flags every single play, it seems like. It mm-hmm. seems like every single play there's been a flag. Be a long one. It's the Raiders and the Lions. Hey, and I'd more flags like it home by the next, time the second half starts. Which would be awesome. Um, and then uh, the Raiders, you know, obviously you're not really worried about them. You don't play them for a couple more weeks. You got the Christmas Day game. Um, Broncos won yesterday. They're now 3-5. and five. Their next game, by the way, they have a bye. And they play the Bills on Monday Night Football. Ooh. So uh, we'll all be rooting for the Broncos in a matter of two weeks. Because yeah. you know who the Bills play this week? We'll get to it. Um, Miami, they win 31-17. Their next game, obviously, they are 6-2. and two. They play the Chiefs in Germany. We will dive into that at 8 o'clock. We know everything uh, that that game entails. Uh, Baltimore, they won 31-24 versus Arizona. Those fighting Cardinals, man. Um, they, almost, they almost tried to get the job done uh, against Baltimore, but Baltimore also another one of those 6-2 and two teams like Miami, uh, like uh, you know, like the Kansas City Chiefs and like the Jaguars. Uh, obviously, the Jags lose to the Chiefs in Week Two, uh, making that win bigger and bigger and bigger every single week. As you now have tiebreaker over Jacksonville, even though you have the same record. Um, Buffalo they won on Thursday night, right? They played Tampa Bay. They're now right. five and three. They get Cincinnati on Sunday Night Football next week. So you get prime time eight thirty kick Chiefs Dolphins. And then by the time you've woken up from your morning, you know, booze hound fest of breakfast and mimosas and Bloody Marys and whatever else it is you drink uh, in the morning. Is that number nine? I hope that's number nine. It's not number nine. Okay, sorry. Um, I, I have a Jameis Williams, Jameson Williams first time touchdown 
of the game. I got five free dollars I put on it. So, plus uh, 1700 Plus 1700 baby. So Dusty's trying to pay my bar tab tonight. That's right, baby. Um, and then Cincinnati, they won this week in San Francisco. That's a game I picked on the whiteboard for the season long. I'm now 500, three wins in a row. Uh, so I'm four and four Cincinnati. They were four point dogs against San Francisco. They yeah, went I thought that was a freaking yeah, lock. That was, it was uh 31, 17. They win. They're looking good. They're healthy again, man. And Cincinnati, they're, healthy, Buffalo, they're a little scary. They play Sunday night football. So it's going to be a good one. Cincy Buffalo on Sunday night. There's Chiefs, actually a good Dolphins. slate this yeah. week, man. There's, there's a, one really good game. Not only eight 30 in the morning, but there's a great noon game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh Ravens. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then uh, Cowboys Eagles in the afternoon. That'll be a good one. And then you got Bills Bengals tonight. So bunch of bangers on Sunday. Oh yeah. Uh, the real season starts. It's on to Germany. It's Frankfurt. It's the Dolphins. It's the Chiefs. And we can finally talk about it. We'll do so on the other side on Six Ten Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours.